You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. I'm Ryan. Listen, we all know that we need friendships, but sometimes it just feels really hard. And there are unique challenges for men and women alike. And so on this episode of the podcast, Rachel Chester sat down with Glenna Harding and Lindsay Layton to talk about some of the challenges that are unique specifically for women and how they have friendships with one another and how they find their identity in Christ. And so I hope you find this helpful. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to the Quick Resources Podcast again. So, Lindsay, you've been here a few times recently, which is always a good gift to us. Thanks for being back. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. And then, Glenna, you were one of our first podcast guests, right? Yes. A long time ago. And you yes. talked about it was adoption, was y'all's mm-hmm. adoption story? Yes. So you've yep. actually been on here a couple of times too. Yes. Even though you recorded it. Yes. Over one yes. session. It was like a whole day. Poor Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Well, thanks for being here. I'm yes. really excited to have both Absolutely. of you. You're both uh, wise and um, vulnerable. And I think that's what's going to be really awesome about this conversation. So we all know that friendships are important, but there's sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. about friendships. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think particularly with women, but we have our own sort of struggles and gifts when it comes to friendships. And so we just wanted to have a conversation about that today. So before we talk through like anything specific, (laughs) why don't you guys just tell me sort of your history with friendship? You know, um, I know, Lindsay, you have a really like a close set of friends that you've had for a long time. Has that always been true for you? Have you always had just a really good group of girlfriends? Um, Sorry. Um, Well, you know, I was thinking about this question um, when we were talking about it, and um, I think it's so hard to listen to friendship podcasts because I think naturally as women, we hear stories and we think um, we compare ourselves right off the bat. You know, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, why do I not have those kind of friends that she's talking about? Or, or, um, and so I, the way that I would describe my friendship history is that. it's messy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, there is no like formula. There is no uh, perfect. There's been seasons of loneliness. There's been seasons of feeling well supported. Um, and so I have definitely been fortunate to have some long-term friends that I've known since I was um, in middle school. I have three girls that I keep up with from, I guess, middle school, high school, um, to two that now live in this area. Um, and one that lives in Dallas, and then I have a few college friends I keep up with, and then a few friends that here that I see on you know a regular basis, um, and those have just been a great gift you know that God has given me. But they have not always been easy, mm-hmm. and there have been seasons of uh, misunderstanding and hurt feelings and um, reconciliation. And thankfully, that has brought we're still friends, and it still kept us close. But um, I definitely just see it within the context of beautiful and messy that it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you can relate to that mm-hmm. too, Glenna, you know, it's yeah. just not always, um, it's like marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How about for you? So I, so growing up, I really honestly did not have a lot of friends and I don't know mm-hmm. why I, I think like they were people. Kid, girls were always mean to me. I, I don't know why, but they were. And and so I had like, you know, one really good girlfriend that I met like in high school. 
And I still look back and I'm like, that probably wasn't a very good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I went to college, I don't know if it's just with maturing mm-hmm. and learning or even like other girls like start to mature a little bit more mm-hmm. too, the older they get, hopefully. Um, I met a really good friend in college and, you know, we are still, we don't get to see each other a whole lot, but um, she was a very sweet gift. Mm-hmm. And then when Eric and I got married, that's when I think I really understood and was like, blessed with like really awesome friends. And it wasn't a whole bunch. Like Mm -hmm. I don't always like, I mean, I have lots of friends. I would say I love lots of people Mm -hmm. and can get along with anyone. But as far as when you think of like a deep friendship, Mm -hmm. um, it was when I got married. And and like you said, it takes work and it -hmm. took work on my part and my friend's part, but we're Mm -hmm. still friends close today, this this mm-hmm. group, and it's been like over 20 years. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. so you guys have already sort of talked about or mentioned a few things that I'm going to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> so messy and beautiful. I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned having a friend that you maybe thought was a really good friend, but looking back, you're like, oh, I actually don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think about my daughter who is 11 and just mm-hmm. this year is starting to sort of wade into more mature mm-hmm. relationships with girls, with mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And it's cute and beautiful. Uh-huh. It's already a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, it's so, so hard. It's like hard. When you're dealing with your daughters. It, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's hard whenever it's you. But it's harder when it's your daughter and you just want to, you know, take the hard parts away and just let them have the beautiful. Um, But, you know, I want to like help walk with her Mm -hmm. through that so she can have, you know, more beautiful and more lovely Mm -hmm. friendships. So uh, what what do you think are some hard parts about friendship? You know, I mean, and I think there's a few things you could like there's friendships that maybe aren't good. And then there's good yes, friendships that true. are hard no matter what. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think makes friendships difficult? Yeah, it's a really good question. Lindsay. <laughs> it's a big question. It's a big question. No, no. Do you have so much great things to say? No. Um, well, you know, many things, right? Mm-hmm. Many things can make it hard. I think... Um, I think expectations is a mm-hmm. good place to start when we when we talk about hard right because um, expectations oftentimes can lead to disappointment and hurt feelings and so when we evaluate kind of what is a good friend, um, what do I expect in my friendships? Is that a bar that I need to lower? Are my expectations realistic? Um, I think it's a good like starting place in terms of just questions to kind of ask yourself. Um, Certainly things like um, gossip and uh, just um, building up resentment and hurt feelings and not communicating about those Mm -hmm. things. Um, One thing just in my own process of learning how to be a good friend that I will even say to some of my friends now is I want this friendship to feel safe. And what that means is that you can trust that if I am upset with you or you've hurt my feelings or something is going awry, that I will bring it. I will first ask God to help me look at the speck in my own eye before mm-hmm. I would you yes, know, po- point out the, the log in the other. Um, and then um, if I'm still, that's still, 
I still feel like I need to bring something to you, I will. Like I'm not going to harbor that resentment and not bring it to you and give you the opportunity for us to dialogue and communicate about that. Um, and I think that creates some safety and friendship when you can trust mm-hmm. that 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 will happen. It's taken me a long time to get to that point. but And I think that's a that's where we start, right, is if we can be humble and say, God, show me first what you need to change in me mm-hmm. um, before I would um, kind of go down this road of um, attacking the other, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, then that gets us on the right foot if if we can kind of have that perspective. So, And you're sort of talking about, you mentioned expectations, gossip, and communication, which are all mm-hmm. three you know, huge issues in any friendship, mm-hmm. any relationship, really. Um, but when you're talking about expectations, um, you're really talking about expectations that you were setting upon yourself, like that you have for friendships. Mm-hmm. But what about like telling other people, like, you know, how mm-hmm. how do you communicate expectations? I mean, because you said like part of that is communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how are those two things related? Like yeah. telling people these are my expectations, or or being like I whatever your expectations are, I can't necessarily meet those. How do you sort of communicate right. that in a way that's still loving and relational right. with people? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm just thinking of. First of all, I think you have to ask ourselves, does it need to be communicated mm-hmm. or is it something that, um, so for example, for me, um, I, uh, I think I can easily look for validation from other people in order to feel complete and whole and worthy or whatever it might be valued. And so I have to lower the bar and realize that it is not my friend's job to validate me and everything, that that is only a need that's met through Christ and my relationship with him. But certainly, if there is um, something that you know a friend says or does, like it might be appropriate for me to say, "Hey, like when you say that, this is kind of what I'm thinking." Like check out that assumption with them before we assume what they're thinking or what they're feeling mm-hmm. about us. Um, and hey, you know, next time, you know, could we? Uh, could you say it this way? Or I feel more loved if this happens or. I, um, you know, like I think there's ways to kind of little ways to communicate mm-hmm. um, your expectations, but I think probably the overarching goal is to lower them. <laughs> yes, that's what I was about to say. I was, I remember um, one time I, I heard someone talk about, y'all have probably heard this before, but like before you come to speak to someone about like conflict, mm-hmm. um, and I say like conflict, right? <laughs> yeah. Is, um, is it necessary? Is it like, is it necessary? And I think that is such a good point. Mm -hmm. And I tell myself that often. Um, Is this necessary? Lots of times Mm -hmm. it probably isn't. Um, You know, and so I think just to, you know, tag it off of what you just said, like, I think one of the, I put on here, like, one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. in friendship is to not make it about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, just try your hardest not mm-hmm. to make it about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say um, there one time I was having a hard time um, in a friendship of mine that was really dear to me. And um, the the image that um, a counselor at that time had given me um, was that Oftentimes, you know, when people are upset, they might direct things towards you and it can feel like a water hose and you're like pinned up against oh, a tree, yeah. right? It's awful. And it's hard not to take it personal <laughs> or to feel yeah. rejected in that mm-hmm. moment. And if we can kind of remove ourselves from the water hose and remember who that person is and assume the best about them 
and um, just move towards them instead of away from them, mm-hmm. you know, in resentment and bitterness, then um, oftentimes that fixes a lot of things right there, you know, kind of removing that, taking it uh, really personal aspect. Mm-hmm. But certainly there might need to be boundaries or sure. if mm-hmm. the water hose is always spraying you, you might need to draw like a that. boundary mm-hmm. or it might not be a friendship for that time or whatever right, it might mean. Right. But yeah. Glenna, what, what are the hardest parts about friendship for you? Um, well, I think, you know, what I was trying to, when I said, when I, I, I feel like I didn't have very good friends for most of my life. I look back now and I'm like, it was always one-sided. Um, and I still struggle with that now, but it doesn't bother me as, as much, um, because I've learned about boundaries. And so if I realize something is unhealthy or toxic, I, I really do pull back. Mm-hmm. And, um, but in, that's also just made me a little bit more introverted mm-hmm. when it comes to friendships mm-hmm. um, because I have struggled finding safe friendships. Like mm-hmm. until, like I said, until I got married, it was just there wasn't yeah. safe friendships. And I am a very, um, I am, a you know, a laid back mm-hmm. kind of like easygoing kind of friend, I would think, unless my friends are listening, they're going to be like, <laughs> I almost cussed. No, they'll be like, no, uh-uh, not happening. But no, but typically I think it is. It's like... Um, I think I, I'm easily walked over, and so the older mm-hmm. I've gotten, I'm not that as much because I've put up boundaries, but it's made me, you know, mm-hmm. like a little bit more guarded, um, and so um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you yeah. what you were asking, but yeah, like it definitely, yeah. because I struggled yeah. having anyone I felt safe with or that I could lean on or need something from, mm-hmm. and... and um, or I just feel like I've said this before. I it's gonna sound like you know, but it's not. Like I always feel like it, people were all friends were always hard on me. Mm-hmm. There was always a lack of grace, um, mm. or I always felt like I was the one getting the water hosed mm-hmm. on, you know. And I would I would tell Eric like, I mean, really, am I that bad of a friend? Like, am mm. I really that clueless? Like, um, and I don't know. So you know. Um, I have great friends yeah. now, and it, like we said, it's taken work, and mm-hmm. um, and I feel like the close friends I do have, I will say, I realize things that I did um, perpetuated a problem for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work on that. And then I believe like some of my really mm-hmm. closer friends have been working on their issues as well, mm-hmm. and that is just that is Jesus. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. working in both of our lives. Not dependent on, oh, I need my friend to get better so she can be a good friend to me, and I need yeah. to get better so I'm a good friend to her. It's not even about friendship. It's more about my personal holiness yes. and how I want to be Christ-like and think mm-hmm. about the Lord and vice versa. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it was not so much about me, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to—I think for some people, because you guys are sort of talking about how it's felt to be in maybe bad or toxic friendships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you— I mean, and, and this might not be possible because I think you're using like great um, imagery, but how, what if there's someone listening who doesn't know, like, I don't even know if yeah. I'm in, how do I know if I'm in a bad friendship mm-hmm. or not? Right. What are some of the characteristics of a friendship that question. maybe isn't healthy? Mm-hmm. So read a book called Safe People. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a That's really great. good one. Awesome. Yeah. And it just, it really is a good, Yeah, it's, it's really helpful because like, you're like, oh, Who's that by? And then you can also... We'll link to that. Honestly, I think it's by uh, 
Townsend and Cloud, the one who wrote Boundaries, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to go back and look, but it's a very good, it's a very Mm -hmm. good book. And I wanted to, I thought, I found points where I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I I could be toxic to this Mm -hmm. friend. Sure. Um, And I think like, I think, yeah, what are the... What are the signs? Are there any signs? Right? What are, are the warning signs? 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 Are there just like characteristics of a bad friendship yeah. that you can just throw out there, or is sure. it is it too complicated to do that? No, I think that there are some. I you know I, what I'm thinking about is um, you know I'm a therapist, and so I work a lot with adolescents, and so I have these conversations with them a lot um, because you know, like you said, with your 11 year old daughter, mm-hmm. right? It's like they are in the throes mm-hmm. of friendships are so important at at that developmental yeah. stage. And it's like, you know, they start to separate from their parents and their friends become their tribe, become their people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in in wisdom as we get older, why we why we want friends to want friends, we're okay with lesser, less friends, yes, you know, yeah. instead of being it's friends safer. with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just having this conversation yesterday with a client of, you know, what are what are signs of um, you know good friendship or, or healthy maybe healthy friendships a way to think about that, um, but I mean certainly there's some clear things like if um, I mean even when we just kind of think in the context of emotional abuse I mean uh, name calling um, just uh, kind of expecting you to meet every single one of their needs yeah. mm-hmm. um, you you will never be able to do that and that's the number one I think yeah if you feel if you if you feel um, just if you're constantly questioning yourself in that friendship um, mm-hmm. if they, you know just this kind of unsettledness of I'm not good enough or I I think those give some warning signs to maybe this is going awry certainly if there's a friend that is just consistently gossiping about you um, that you don't feel safe with that you can't mm-hmm. trust um, I think what I tell us particularly the teenagers I work with is that friendship isn't su- supposed to be like Really hard. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> and so, a good if word. you're having conflict yeah, all the it time, <laughs> that might be a warning sign that mm-hmm. maybe there this isn't right the right friendship for this time. Mm-hmm. And giving permission for that to be okay, yeah. like it's okay to to say, you know, this just isn't right at this time. It doesn't mean that you, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't care for that person, or you don't love that person. But we do this activity where it's like a bullseye. Um, this is kind of what you're talking about, where the inner circle are the people that we we really trust, that we know have been there for us, right? And th- that we can tell something we know is not going to leave that circle that are there for us. And then the circle, there's more circles that kind of go out from there. And people can kind of ebb and flow in those circles where they are, different seasons of our life. We have people that are acquaintances. We have people that, you know, we like to have fun with. We have people that we cry with, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's okay to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that. Um, and that I think is what I've learned as I've gotten older is that the people in that inner circle are are only a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I think especially in speaking to those people that might be listening that are moms, our bandwidth is so little. Um, I don't have the bandwidth anymore to just go hang out with, you know, lots of friends during the week and have these hour-long conversations. And so it's I have to find what's feasible. I can keep up with a few people really well and then catch the other people mm-hmm. fun, fun times other times, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, I was just thinking about this because um, about my daughter, she's 11, mm-hmm. and um, about your whole bullseye approach, which I think is super helpful because she actually this year um, was struggling with someone who she's been good friends with for a long time and, you know, mm-hmm. who we love, 
but there was a little bit of bullying going on. And I mm-hmm. think what was hard for, for her to understand is that you can, you can love people mm-hmm. and still not be close friends with them. Yeah. That really is possible. Yes. So you, you can love this person and still create distance mm-hmm. and, and they're not your safe people because right. you know it's not okay to have someone you know throw you under the bus or like not be mm-hmm. nice all the time. But those two things can be held together, mm-hmm. which I think sure. can be hard mm-hmm. for some women and girls to get. Yeah. They're like, if I'm a good loving person, then I can be best friends with anyone. Yes, yes. And that's not necessarily true. Very true. And this this might not resonate with everybody because I think this is partly how I'm wired. But uh, when I was in college, this college leader of mine told me that it's okay for me not to be best friends with everybody. (laughs) And that was such a relief. I was like... Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't have to try to keep up with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I know some people might, that when they hear that, they may be like, yeah, I don't want to be best friends with everybody. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it comes yeah. from a different yeah. perspective, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's an important one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the bandwidth thing that you brought up too, because yeah. I think that's a huge hurdle for mm-hmm. uh, women as we get older, you know, whether mm-hmm. like anytime you're, you know, through with college, your life is just busy and there's a lot going on and yeah. it does change. And it not only changes what you're able to do, but it changes how your friendships even look, mm-hmm. you know, how you communicate, how you love each other, well, all those things. So mm-hmm. what does that look like for you, Glenna? How have your friendships changed? Cause you have a couple kids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Shut <up. you. laughs> I you only have, I only have one, have. and it's no. <laughs> it's a really hard. Yeah, one. right. It's, they're real hard. They're like basically one in seven. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. she's saying she has seven. children. I have children. seven children. <laughs> That's right. Seven children, um, and a husband, <laughs> and two dogs, and a cat. And yeah. so it's like crazy, but um, yeah. So that that's the one thing um, because so. Not necessarily do I want to have I always want to be best friends with everyone, Mm -hmm. but I naturally do want everyone to feel welcome and like Mm -hmm. loved by me and known by me. Even if it's just someone I met that day, I Mm -hmm. want to sit, you know, and like make sure. Um, And so that has been the hardest thing having Mm -hmm. children is feeling I'm just I'm not I'm not available. Um, And uh, and I feel I will struggle with guilt all the time with that, not feeling available. Um, if it's in person, you know, or mm-hmm. going out or doing something, um, it's just, you know, it's really hard. Um, and I have very low expectations for friends and people. Like, I just mm-hmm. I just do, because I always assume, just because I have seven children, mm-hmm. I always assume, even if you are a single person with a job, mm-hmm. you have stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Or, um, and so I have a I have very low expectation, and just like I have a high perspective of what's going on. I feel like in people's lives, mm-hmm. um, but it's not always the case when it comes to friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, because I can be so much in my head, I'll feel guilty and I'll like perpetuate a problem with a friend when they're not even expecting that from me. Mm. But just because I'm like, just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm being such a bad friend right now because I can't da 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 da. Yeah. But one thing I do try to to do, and I hope you know my friends know that it's. Um, and we might can talk about this later. But in those moments when you're not available, we're all mm-hmm. so busy and we're all in it. 
if I get a text from a friend that's going through a really hard time, mm-hmm. and you know when it's a really hard time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm not the best with my phone. <laughs> all my friends will attest <laughs> to that. But those are those moments you know I'm all in for them. Mm. Um, I will be there. I will text. I'm going to pray. Mm. I'm going to try my hardest to check in. And I'm just going to be there for them. I don't have mm. anything I have to say any advice, nothing. I'm just there, and I'm really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, or if there's like really exciting news for them mm-hmm. or happy news, I'm I'm there. They, I hope my friends know that. Like just because mm-hmm. it's crazy time for all of us, um, I think that's a big yeah. key of just like being really happy for your friends, being there for them. If it's through the phone, text, prayer. Yeah. Um, sometimes I won't even be able to text, but my personal discipline when I'm at home, I'm thinking about them. You know, Mm -hmm. I really am. I might say their name, you know, when I'm at the house or I might pray or I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I'm trying to just like, again, it's like thinking less of yourself Mm -hmm. and just really trying to be there for your friends. And it just Mm -hmm. looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I have to be okay, kind of with what your leader, I have to be okay with um, knowing that my friends might not also know that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, um, and they and they might, and I also have to be okay with they might be upset or mad mm-hmm. or whatever, or I might just be misunderstood, and yeah. I have to just be okay with that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it really is about my personal heart mm-hmm. and who I am for my friends. Mm-hmm. And I used to struggle that that was like a cop out, like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to really get to go out and meet them for coffee, but I am praying for you. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I really am. Yeah. I just really am. Um, yeah. And I'm always just, um, I'm a fan of my friends. I truly mm-hmm. am. And so, um, you know, I just hope yeah. that's, but that's anyway, well, that's like, like that's one the of those friend things. We want. Right. Well, well I, think, I don't know. I think that's, that's <laughs> such I'm a, a hot mess too. answer because... <laughs> Because the que- the question is, what is hard about friendships? But you sort of immediately turn mm-hmm. that to, well, this is what I try to do in my friendships. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. um, I hear both of you guys saying that. So this is what's hard, but this is who I try to be mm-hmm. in my friendships. Because, you know, my next question is, okay, so how do you have beautiful mm-hmm. friendships? How are you a good friend? And I already hear you yeah. guys sort of giving me the answer which is mm-hmm. it's more about you than what uh, the, all the other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about us being like, I just think for women, I'm like, try your, and I fall at this yeah. all the time. Like I said, I can be a total jerk, but like just try to be kind, like try to be kind yeah. and loving mm-hmm. as yeah. best as you can, even when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Just try to be kind and loving and listen to them. Yeah. Um, well, I hear you giving some great examples, too, of what that looks like in terms of um, weeping with those that weep and mm-hmm. having joy with those when they're, you know, having something amazing going on. And, you know, when we talked about kind of the unhealthy signs, you know, I guess, right, uh, jealousy, kind of yeah. this unrelenting comparison mm-hmm. would be part of that, too. And this is one of the ways that we get to fight that natural tendency that I think we have just being in this fallen world is we get to say, God, help me, help me weep with my friends that are sad. Help me rejoice with my friends. Even if there's this thought in the back of my head of, gosh, I wish that was happening to me. Ask God to help you lay that aside so that you can be fully present with him in that Mm -hmm. moment. And that's what I hear that you're able to do for your friends, which is such a rare and such a beautiful, you know, beautiful thing. Um, 
And uh, like I'm, I am naturally not a crier. Like I wish I was. I'm more. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. But it's like <laughs> I'll I be mean, on that one with you. I will <laughs> pray. I will pray. Like God help me to like, like I want to like be able to cry with my friend right now because like, you're feeling. And it. like okay. I'm feeling you it. You are, but it's okay. Not everyone's like, a crier. That's true. I, I will say that to him sometimes. I'm yeah. crying in my heart yeah. for you. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's. He's like, oh why? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you crying? Right. Oh, I cry right. all the yeah. time. But I also think about um, a mutual vulnerability of need um, in our friendships, and it is hard to um, invest in a friend when it's one-sided, when that person is just expecting blood and tears from you all the time, right? And so to be able to be a friend that you're able to help help meet those needs for your friend and vice versa for it to go Mm -hmm. both ways. because it's hard to open up to somebody too who isn't um, willing to be vulnerable with you as well. And so being willing to take those risks too, as I know, I think what happens as well is that whenever we've been wounded in friendships, then we put up these walls, naturally so, right? Because we don't want to be wounded again. And um, and we miss um, the good gift that God has for us yes, in for friendships. Sure. And mm-hmm. I think... All three of us here at you know, this table can say part of the reason that we are able to say these things is because we have been through difficult seasons with friends, and yes. we have been wounded, and we have wounded, and we have had to reconcile that with the Lord and learn how to do that differently. Um, and that's the only only reason you know that I'm uh, God's brought me through that and taught me so much, mm-hmm. um, and taught me too to assume the best about people, you know, that usually they're not trying to hurt us. Um, But if we already have our defenses up and we're kind of making these assumptions that might not be true, well, then we're going to walk away from that really wounded. Um, And oftentimes there's so much opportunity for reconciliation if we let that happen, you know, Mm -hmm. if we open the door for that. And ultimately that's what God wants for us to do. if we can. Mm -hmm, Um, But there's also, I think, a line too of we are called to what God's asking us to do, and we do not have control over that other person and what they are able to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's when sometimes we have to let go. And we say, I've done all that I can in this friendship to make it right, to make it better. Um, And then we have to let go and trust God to just work in the heart of that person when they're ready. Mm -hmm. And that might just mean a season of, of not of it not being a friendship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is hard. Like if, mm-hmm. if you're an Enneagram pe- person, which I know y'all are, like I'm a two, Lindsay's a two. Right. And so like... Rachel's an eight. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I like will, to not to tell people. I know. It's <laughs> unsafe friendship zone right now. We just shared her, <laughs> her Enneagram. But like I will still, no matter how much work and counseling and boundary setting I've done, mm-hmm. I will still always struggle with thinking mm-hmm. someone's upset with me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was saying, I know I perpetuate a problem in that. Like, I'm good about yeah. still kind of like having my boundaries now. And I'm kind of like, well, it is what it is. And I have to give my family first, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But that doesn't mean at night I'm sitting there like, she's so mad at me. And I am really a bad friend. Or Eric's, I have to talk yeah. to Eric like, please, babe, you know, who does not struggle with that at all, right. um, you know, but like I do. So I, I, I always need to be reminded of that. Like mm-hmm. listening to you say that, like it's, a, you know, like yeah. I can only control myself. I cannot control mm-hmm. my friendships and, you know, and 
well, what the I, other person's thinking or right. not thinking most of the time, you know, because I have great friends now. So mm-hmm. like I, I, I say, you know, I used to have, didn't, I didn't, it's not like I didn't have bad, I didn't have bad friends. I just didn't really have friends, you know, and then yeah. the one friend I did have, I'm like, uh, but I have great mm-hmm. friends now, you know, mm-hmm. and so I really do. And I need to give them yeah. The benefit, you know, of like knowing they're probably not mad at me or mm-hmm. thinking about me as much as I think they are, and that's right the problem of it. And I think about all the I think about the close friends I do have, yes. and almost all of them we've been through a hard season. Together, yeah, oh, you always, know? yeah. And um, that's what's made it safe is it's like mm-hmm. we've come out on the other side, and we're like, and here we still are, yeah, believing the best of each other, encouraging each other, rooting for each other. Um, but I think about that clinic because I, you know, I think it's funny that we're both twos, and yeah. so we definitely go into friendships, I think, with the same perspective. But I hope that it gives people that are listening hope that if because we are people pleasers, like that's yes. just how we're wired, yeah. And if we can put in the work, <laughs> like yeah. through gar- oh, yeah. through the Lord's yeah. help, yes. right, and be able to learn how to confront people, even though it is like makes us nauseous, like mm-hmm. physically sick, yeah. like it is not it's something that we looks, naturally yeah. do mm-hmm. that anybody can. You know, that's yeah. listening yeah. to this this podcast. Um, well, and I think even though you guys are both twos, all of all of this wisdom, all of this advice, I think really is applicable to anybody. Yes. Because I am an Enneagram 8, yeah. which I probably have said at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so my, my particular struggles might be different in friendship, but not mm-hmm. really. I mean, we're exactly. all people. There's conflict. Mm-hmm. There are trust issues between mm-hmm. all of us. You know, we all want to be have safe friendships and yeah. be safe mm-hmm. people yeah. for others. Totally we have to yeah. learn to be vulnerable ourselves with others. Yeah. We have to learn how to set boundaries. I mean, I mean, I'm not an Enneagram too, but I do think that. Um, a, a lot of women are struggling with these same things. You know, I have mm-hmm. a busy life too, like everyone else does. So uh-huh. how can I mm-hmm. be a good friend to people without being physically present with them yes. all the time, which yes. is what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. a, it is. it's, it's so helpful for really mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. And I want to ask you guys, because we're sort of talking a lot about sort of the hard things and how we walk through mm-hmm. that, which is good. And I mm-hmm. do think we should start there, but what if someone's listening? They're like, "Well, I'm good to go. I'm out." <laughs> uh, why? Yeah, why have all we... been there? We're like, you know, yeah. it's too hard. I'm no. good on my own. I'm I just got my husband and my kids and, and TV. And... I'm really fine. <laughs> yeah, right. So why? Oh, there is that. Like, why, why do yeah. I need friends? Why do, why like, do I need friends now? I am busy. Uh-huh. I, you know, I scroll Facebook and I have those yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. So, what is the good gift of friendship? Why do we need it? Mm-hmm. Why should we work this hard? Why should we be vulnerable? Why should we make ourselves physically mm-hmm. nauseous to walk through conflict? <laughs> right. Really, though, I mean, why? It's yeah. Because it's it needs to not be about us, you know? And so mm-hmm. if we pull back and we don't um, have any relationship mm-hmm. or, like, work with humans on any level, that's not, mm-hmm. like, that's not... That is not like missional community living. It's mm-hmm. not Christ-centered. Like we, we are with people, yeah. and we are literally right now like hands and feet for like mm-hmm. the Lord, and mm-hmm. that's Great. biggest part of that's dealing yeah. with other people. Well, and God designed us for community. Mm-hmm. He did not design us um, to be alone. And honestly, um, those that are listening that are married, your husband wants you to have friends. <laughs> Because if you don't, then you are, you're, they're probably putting a lot of pressure and expectation yeah. on him. And there are some things that um, I know Ryan's really glad that I get to talk to my friends about, you know, because he, he can't maybe 
uh, answer that question in the same way or give me wisdom in the same way, right? So it's good to get wisdom from multiple. That's right, right. Yeah. So he appreciates that I have a place to go. And they're fun. With that. That's right. Um, But I think about like the times in my life when I have, um, I think of the iron sharpening sharpening iron, Mm -hmm. right? Like my friends have sharpened me. Um, They have... uh, they have helped me see um, different perspectives. They have helped me call me out on my own sin. They have helped me see areas where I've gotten, you know, stuck or where I'm being complacent or whatever that may may look mm-hmm. like. And they, so my spiritual walk is healthier um, because I have people that are in it with me that you know um, that have been good friends to me mm-hmm. and have called me out when I need to. Um, and then. Um, it's just, I just keep thinking about, it's just such a good gift. Um, so one of my really great friends, she always refers to friendships as a bonus. Mm-hmm. And when we can kind of view them that way instead of, you know, kind of like we're entitled to them, but mm-hmm. like they are a bonus mm-hmm. in our life. Like they that's are a great. good gift mm-hmm. from the Lord. And that's why we want to, we want to uphold them with, you know, like integrity and purpose um, because it's just such a... Um, it makes life more fun. You know, it makes life more enjoyable. It really, really does. Um, and, and I think with with those that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't need friends. Like I, I certainly um, can understand where people are coming from when they say that. But <clears throat> I would wonder if that comes from a place of woundedness. Because mm-hmm. um, I think oftentimes I see, at least in my office, that that's often where it comes from. Um, and God doesn't want you to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want you to stay there. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot more that He has for you. So. Yeah, and it's the same. I mean, when I look back at when God has brought me certain friends, I it was at like the perfect mm-hmm. timing. And so when I went off to college, I needed this friend that really was the first friend that I had ever been like, oh my goodness, like this is really, really awesome, you know? (laughs) And I was really homesick and lonely at school. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was just right there for me. And like, and and then the same, um, when we got married, we were, we had like this core group of friends. There's about six of us, and that's including the husbands and the wives. Mm -hmm. And it, I, Eric and I tell people all the time, that was the, like, like you said, a bonus, mm-hmm. but the biggest gift to us. Mm-hmm. And they are still our friends. They're still our closest mm-hmm. friends to this day. And um, I have, on Mother's Day, I haven't in a few years, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but on Mother's Day, I used to always text these group of friends, and I was yeah. like, see, I'm a crier, I'll cry, but I was like, <laughs> you have helped me be the mom I am today. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have helped me be the wife I am today, mm-hmm. because it it's mm-hmm. so true. Like we, And it was all centered around mm-hmm. like, the you know the Lord and mm-hmm. being a mo- wife and a mom first and that yeah. and I I am who I am today because yeah. of those girls and um, and it is it is a huge yeah. bonus and gift and I mm-hmm. like that um, so yeah I like from from my friends they're the first place I I go in pleasure and in pain mm-hmm. so yes. I know I can tell them like oh this thing happened. And they rejoice mm. with me. Yes. Or this is happening. And even if it's mundane, they yeah. will pray for me and they will just even let me yeah. be in yeah. a bad mood. Yes. Because yeah. that's because they know me and they love me well. And I love what you said about yeah. how, you know, how that interacts with your family because 
Because my good friends love my kids too, yes. which I think is one of the Huge. like best gifts that they offer is, is really to my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're invested in them. They want to know them and talk to them. You know, their kids babysit my kids and yeah. they've gone to my kids, you know, games mm-hmm. and productions and, mm-hmm. and my kids need that. Oh yeah. They really, they, they do need more than yes. me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the primary disciple maker. I'm the one who knows them and loves them the best, but that community of people who love me so much, they love my kids, is just that is so so amazing. Good, yeah. Yeah. I just when you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, because like the (laughs) friends who don't love my kids. We're not really hanging out anymore. Like we're, I'm just like yeah. I'm like in a mental. I'm like oh yeah yeah yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like it's so true. Like yeah. that is so true. So I recently um, I listened to this podcast, and the lady considers herself like a friendship expert. I don't really know what that means, but Ooh, um, I need she her. said that research shows that friendships change about every seven years for women. And I thought that was really interesting. That is really interesting. Um, I believe that. And I could see some truth mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. You know, friendships I, change. Like, could it change with the same friends or like you get new friends? Well, I think, I think either or. Either, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you know, for me, I would say I have a couple friends that have, I've, been friends with for a very long time, yeah. but They've then never left. there's definitely been, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Then there's been, and then there's been a lot of kind of changes. Um, and I think it does it, right? It, I think our kids have a lot to do with that too, mm-hmm. you know, who are their friends and how can we try to be- befriend those parents too? And um, so I guess that I just say that to maybe mm-hmm. normalize it, yeah. um, you know, normalize yeah, that that really might be possible yeah. or might be true. Um if and that's, that's not something bad. Experienced, yeah, and then it's not bad. Yeah. And I think about the bandwidth question, like going back to that. Um, I was going to say, and I'm actually surprised I'm saying this because years ago I would have never have said this, but um, technology helps. Um, it does. Yes, and yeah. I used to be like, no, you know, if you're going to have a good conversation, you need to call your friend, you need mm-hmm. to talk to them on the phone. Or don't and even, you need to meet in person. Or you need in person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I need <laughs> FaceTime, not one hour, like two hours. <laughs> you know, someone needs to cry. Like yeah. that's, like, that's the <laughs> Back joke. Back to the Enneagram too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the joke. Everyone's like, okay. I never need it There's though. I just think I have to give it to someone else. I don't need that, but no, I feel like same here. I have okay. to give it to okay. someone else. Yeah. yeah same I don't here. need that. If I'm meeting with someone that person's crying like we're like getting to like we're gonna talk it out man yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but um I so Marco Polo is an app that some people may may know um and it's it feels so silly at first but it's like a video text message Mm There are people that that is how I keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows me to see their face. Sometimes they get their kid on there. I have a few friends that keep up that way long distance. I have one friend that just lives 20 minutes away in Friendswood. And mm-hmm. I live in Lake City. Mm-hmm. And we have a really hard time seeing each other. But Marco Polo keeps us connected yeah. um, because it's like we're able to just say, hey, this is what's going on this week. Can you know you pray for me? Um, and I like know what's going on in her heart. you know. Mm-hmm. And so we don't spend a lot of face-to-face time with each other. But I actually know what's going on with her more than I do some of the friends that I do see face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so also um, just simple things. Like I have a friend that will come over on Wednesdays and just usually she hangs out for 45 minutes while her kids play. I don't sit down and talk to her. I am making lunches. Mm-hmm. I am unpacking backpacks. And mm-hmm. she just knows she's going to roll in. We're going to talk, but I'm not going to sit down. I love like, that. Oh, I, know? I love that. Like, yeah. Those are people who just step it. into your life. Yes. And yeah. What I love about that is that's intentionality in friendship in two yeah. really different ways. Mm-hmm. So one of them is not physical presence, but it's intentionality with this is what's happening in my 
life and my heart, like mm-hmm. you're saying. And so you you know her. And then yeah. someone else, you it's a different type of knowing. We're just yeah. in life together and doing it. And both of those things are good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yes. have to look one way in yeah. friendships, even right. within our own friendships. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just gives a lot of grace, right? I mm-hmm. think. And that's what I remember you mentioning when we all met is it's like just grace, 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 mm-hmm. grace, grace is mm-hmm. what we have to give each other um, all the time. Well, I want to ask so. you guys, um, and you, you've said lots of things. It's just infused in this whole conversation about mm-hmm. how your faith in Jesus affects your mm-hmm. friendships. But I just want to you know, ask that question so we can be really clear about that. Because, because as disciples of Christ, um, our friendships should look different. We should look mm-hmm. different. So how does that affect mm-hmm. how you view friendships and how you live in them? You can take this mm. one. No, no. I mean, yeah. I really like your personal holiness. Um, oh, yeah. Well, that's a big one. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Eric and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, sometimes it's like too much. I'm like, mm, they're having that <laughs> silly issue over there because they're just not working on their personal holiness. <laughs> like, you know, it's a little judgmental. So, um, but no, it's yeah. Like, no, I mean, I do because I know how much I need to work constantly mm-hmm. with my walk with the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and so, I'm a big, like, well, because I do believe in counseling so much, and it saved my life. And I just, but with counseling, I believe, like, there's, like, things you have to put into place. Like, mm-hmm. like if you would say, like, on that side, coping, coping skills or, mm-hmm. um, or just work. Like, and so I think when it comes to, like, friendships— and just dealing with people in general, like we just, we do, we have to check ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So I think I had shared with y'all, um, one thing I do and I still try to do is like just pray for righteousness in my relationships, mm-hmm. my friends, like literally maybe before I get on a conversation or before I go on a girl night that's mm-hmm. been probably years, um, like, you know, before I do any of that, like it's a simple, Lord, help me be righteous this moment, like, um, and however that might look, it might, it's my own speech, like my talk, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I need to try to be connected and there and present, you know, um, so, and it's, it's just, um, that's just the number one thing I think is working on that in myself. Mm-hmm. And I, my, some, my friends know, I say it all the time. I'm like, I am working. I'm the first to realize my own mistakes, mm-hmm. my own, like, downfalls, um, I always just the real I always just see the reality of like my own like mm-hmm. I'm very self-aware. Um, and uh, and so just I think that is just one of the biggest things like mm-hmm. try trying to be Christ-like. I want to try to honor the Lord. how would God act in this moment? Mm-hmm. And I mess up and I fail and then I have to like put into practice my own personal grace because mm-hmm. like yeah. I said, I'm very I'm very hard on myself. I am not hard on most people probably mm-hmm. other than Eric. So it's like you know um, but yeah, that's just one of the biggest things that I try yeah. to do is like, what does my walk with the Lord right now look like? Mm-hmm. And how have mm-hmm. I prayed for my own self in this relationship and then pray for that person? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's yeah. just, I mean, that's just, yeah, some Absolutely. basics. Oh, yeah, that's of, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it really takes humility is what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think about, I know that we didn't really talk much about this and probably don't have time, but... Um, in terms of like communication, um, that 
unless it was modeled for you like really well with your own parents, where do you learn Mm -hmm. how to have healthy communication skills with people? You know, it is a, it is a skill that we have to learn, Mm -hmm. um, whether you learn that in therapy or you read books or you learn the hard way. Um, but one, um, one of those skills is called the disarming technique, mm-hmm. um, which I just have been so fascinated by ever since I like learned to put like a word with it. But, um, you know, it's essentially it is learning to put your weapons down when you come to a conversation with somebody, uh, which would take humility, right? Your defenses mm-hmm. down. And um, that's a good visual Maybe too. even, mm-hmm. right, you know. maybe putting up um, or finding like even just a little bit of truth in whatever criticism or feedback you're being given. Because um, oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes mm-hmm. there's like a, there's a grain of truth there um, that you can just say, yeah, okay, I can see what you mean by that. I could see how that came across that way, or I can see how I did that, or that makes sense to me. Or, mm-hmm. And then when both sides are doing that, putting the weapons down and the defenses are down, you're able to engage in that conversation in a much more healthy way. And I think about that, though, that, um, you know, if you don't know Christ, how much harder it would be to do that, um, you know, because um, to just humble yourself and Mm -hmm. to kind of to engage in that way um, with another person. Um, And then uh, forgiveness, you know, like if we just, I mean... Mm -hmm. We can forgive because we have been forgiven, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm so thankful for my friends that have forgiven me for the times mm-hmm. I've been stupid and idiotic and uncaring to them, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly I can do the same thing for them, you know, in those moments. Um, so, um, yeah, I think a yeah. lot of you, you talked earlier about conflict resolution, you know, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and you... In, in that and in the disarming thing, I mean, I think those are biblical principles. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned taking the log out of your own eye, mm-hmm. you know, before you, you know, worry about the speck in someone else's, which is really mm-hmm. what you're doing with disarming. Okay, what right. is happening with me, yeah. you know, and how can I look at myself first before I engage in conversation? And right. then the, you know, biblical principles of conflict resolution, go to mm-hmm. them before you start talking to other people, you know, yes. having that trust yeah. there. That's all centered in, you know, what... God's word yeah. tells us of how to treat one another. Right. Um, I just hear it in everything you guys are saying, carrying yeah. each other's burdens and, you know, loving each other and giving mm-hmm. grace and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, we do talk about God being the center of our marriages often. And I think, mm-hmm. well, which is good because mm-hmm. that's so important. It's hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we forget to emphasize that with friendships mm-hmm. and remembering that God is the center of any relationship we have. So it affects who we are and how yeah. we treat each other and what we talk about and how we talk, like you're yeah. saying, it's how yeah. we pray for one another. Um, that that's, that's what really creates mm-hmm. a beautiful friendship at the end of the day, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it really does. And I think that we've touched on this, but I just want to throw one thing out there. Um, that what what we're not saying, mm-hmm. right? We are not saying that you've done your own work. You've you know asked God to help you see, and this relationship isn't healthy for whatever reason. We're not saying you need to stay in that friendship. Mm-hmm. Or you need to stay in that relationship. Right. You know, there are times when the most forgiving thing that you can maybe do is forgive them. Um, you know, in your heart and not be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so there are times for that, you know, as particularly as we think about like emotional abuse or um, just other elements to that, you know, toxicity that you were mentioning. Um, so there's permission, you know, for that as well. Um, yeah, that's that so important. 
It's so funny when you were, when you were talking about Ryan, though, about <laughs> like wanting you to have a friend to talk to. So Eric's the opposite. <laughs> Literally, that he's always funny. like, talk to you me, talk, talk to, to your friends. I can see that. And then by the end of it, you don't have anything. And I've had to work on that, like oh, literally, because sure. I have, you know, such good friends now that I will, I'll talk to them during the day about it. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, that he comes home at night and I'm like, I'm good. I, that, I don't that, even that, talk to him about it. That's just how Aaron is. Oh, yeah. like, oh, what yeah. else? What else? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm good. We don't have to talk about that. I already yeah. talked about it with my friends. He's like, no, tell me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so true. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I go to girls' night, he's like, do you want me to come too? Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Eric's is there. Eric's like, I love a good girl night. Oh, like he so always funny. comes in the Ryan room is like, somehow. Absolutely not. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's annoying. I'm like. You don't need another glass of water. Get out of here. <laughs> another glass of water. Ladies, you need anything? That's so no. funny. Okay, so let me yeah. ask you guys one more question. Um, for people who are listening, who are like, wow, mm. that sounds amazing, and I know I need it. I know that's biblical. I know that it would be helpful for me and my family mm. and my kids and everything, but I don't have it. What What would you... I know. I'm, I'm, it makes I, me sad. Yeah. It I does. Mean, it makes me really sad mm-hmm. for that. What would you say? So, I mean, I think we all have been there yeah. in some yeah. way. And so what would you say to them? How, how can they find friends? What can yeah. they do now? I was just, I'm laughing in my head because uh, before I came on this podcast, <laughs> Ryan is crying. And- <laughs> I know, I'm like, no, I was like wondering what you're saying. <laughs> no, just about myself because Ryan is like, um, he just thinks it's funny that I'm doing this podcast because I will <laughs> often say, I don't have very many friends. What? <laughs> you are lying in a church. It is so oh. ridiculous. And it just, it, it shows like our perspective, mm-hmm. right? And it shows how much we can get in our heads and compare. But, you know, I think social media plays a big role in that too. It's like I'll mm. see oh, this yeah. huge group of friends, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all their kids, you know, I'll just make up this story in my head if they live this perfect life. And, you know, like right now I'm in a season where my daughter has amazing friends and I don't feel like my boys have as many and I'm feeling this pressure to like make friends so that I can help them make friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? You know? Um, And so there's always like, so Ryan will say that I have high relational needs, you know, that I'm always like the more the merrier. And then if I don't, anyway, so I'm laughing because here I am and I know I have some great friends, but even still sometimes I feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And so I think to someone that might reson- that might resonate with, which is probably only like one other person out there, yeah, but no. that's would, probably every person would be yes. to yeah. just check ourselves yes. first of yes. all and be like, um, what's our expectation? Is our expectation that we have like 20 friends that we see each other on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're going to feel really lonely if that's your expectation yes. for, shem- for, for friendships, right? And so... Um, kind of lowering that bar for yourself. Um, And then, um, you know, I remember when, I can't remember his name now, but he came and he spoke about um, parenting. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, yeah, yeah. And he talked about um, if your friend has like, or if your friend, if your child has like five positive adults Mm -hmm. in their life Mm -hmm. um, and that we as parents sometimes have to make the effort to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I think about that in terms of, we do have to kind of put ourselves out there to make friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we yeah. are if we are grieving the loss of friendships but we never leave our home, 
probably not going to make a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so what does that look like? Like, And it might be really scary and when we're getting in a small group or asking that mm-hmm. mom in that class of, you know, that you know, as to get your kid's class out to coffee or um, it takes some risk. Um, yeah, it, it does. Is, it's hard. It mm-hmm. is. I, I remember one time... Mandy Turner is one of my good friends, and I and I always like joke with her about this because I was like, I made you be friends with me because we were in the in auditorium, yeah. and I like saw her across the room, and I was like, and I am introverted, I don't like talking to strangers, yeah. but I was like, I'm just gonna go talk to her. So I went yeah. and I just talked to her, and now she's one of my very best friends. Yeah, you know, it really does take it does bravery, mm-hmm. you know, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. It does, and I think um, just when thinking about that, so many things pop into my mind. But mm-hmm. like yeah. one, it is, I think church is like a great place to make friends. But not only can you walk through the doors and you're going to make friends, you're not. You have mm-hmm. to put yourself out there. And mm-hmm. I do. I think you have to serve or you have to mm-hmm. um, join a community group. Uh-huh. But you do have to put yourself out there. And I have one of my kids is is super introverted. He probably doesn't really need friends in his mind. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, I just tell him all the time, I'm like, you have to be a friend to have a friend. And mm-hmm. it's like the most, it's like the most simple thing, but you have mm-hmm. to be a friend to make a friend. And so that again, is like not mm-hmm. making it about you and like serving someone else or asking mm-hmm. someone else how their day, you know, little things like that. Um, yeah. But it, it it is funny though, because Two things, funny stories. <laughs> I know we got it, but one, my really good friend, uh, we we were at our like church when we first became friends, and we had, like I said, we had this really close group of friends, and there was probably, like I said, like I don't remember what I said, like three couples or four couples maybe, and we were all very close, and uh, there was another friend of ours that literally now is like our lifelong friend, but my friend, I'm just calling her out. Her name is Jennifer. If She won't listen to this. But Jen, this friend comes up, and at the time we weren't, and she's like introducing her, and she was putting herself out there, and Jen walked away in her mind, and she was like, oh, she was so nice, but I really don't need any other friends. Like, and now like, and and we've told, she, Jennifer told her that like years down the road, was like, you know, and like, look at you, you just like clawed yourself in, like, but it is funny, but I will never forget um, because I think that was, that's a say, like, again, like, a mm-hmm. kind of like, I know I can't, I don't want to, I can't make too many more friends because I'm only going to disappoint them because mm-hmm. I, you know, like mm-hmm. I won't, I don't want too many friends. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with you. I'm going to disappoint you, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, another thing that I will never forget was so sweet is I used to go to a play school in Friendswood and drop my kids off. And I was in the throes of like parenting and we were fostering Eliza and I literally just would put my head down, drop my kids off at play school mm-hmm. and like get my car. I didn't talk to him. It was when I first actually kind of moved towards the Friendswood area. So I didn't really know anyone in that area necessarily. Mm-hmm. And this mom came up to me and I, in the parking lot and she literally, I thought it was so funny, but it's so sweet now. She was like, Hey, and she said her name and she was like, do you have any friends? And and like my like my friends <laughs> now they question. laugh like yeah. they're like because like you know she's like do you have any friends? And I was like, yeah, I know I do. Like I think I was just putting <laughs> off the vibe that like either I was like emo or just emo. you know whatever. But I was like, she was like, cause her next question was like, we get together some of the moms da 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 yeah. during the, and oh, I just was like that it that was brave yeah and, and, and so amazing and kind kind yeah. on her part like. Yes. Um, and 
that always stuck mm, with me, that. you know, and yeah. I see her now at like baseball game, you yeah. know, and all that, and we're acquaintances, but I'm always like, that was the nicest I love that. thing, because yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish she would have found someone else who didn't have friends, yes. like, yes. but I'm sure know, she did, she probably she did, like you're right, too. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, what we have to remember in these moments, too, or what I've had to remember whenever, because mm-hmm. I've gone through times when, like, you know, moving to a new, a new city is really hard, when you first have babies, if you have yeah. babies, is hard, or a job, or whatever's going on, those are hard transitional moments Mm -hmm. when we can feel really lonely. And I just would want everyone to remember that that God is for you, mm-hmm. you know, that Jesus is your friend. Mm-hmm. He, he wants is. this yeah. for you. So cling to him mm-hmm. yeah. in those times mm-hmm. and just be honest. You know, I feel yeah. lonely. I want this. And I really, I, you can, be, you can believe you can trust that he will mm-hmm. open doors for you. Yeah. You have to be brave and vulnerable yeah. and walk through them. But he wants that for yeah. us. He's, he's there with us when we're alone and then mm-hmm. he wants relationship for us. So mm-hmm. I just, just trust in that. I mean, that sounds yeah. like too easy of an answer, but it's yeah. true. It is so it's true. true. Jesus is your friend. And then mm-hmm. if you're married, your next friend is your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other probably podcast <laughs> of like not really trying to be a friend in your spouse too. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're sitting here thinking we don't have friends or girlfriends, yeah. you know, but sometimes I always think, oh, like I need to be investing. I do have a friend in my home and that's Eric, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Invest in that, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too about like let's not – also, like discredit what seasons of loneliness can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's purpose in those seasons totally. too, um, and um, I think it does. Absolutely. It does bring us to closer to God and have us cling on Him and um, cling to Him. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, the, there's purpose in the in those valleys too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- and I think like letting everyone hear this, like we all have felt lonely. I yes. feel lonely. Yes. I will tell Eric, yes. I'm the happiest, loneliest person I know. <laughs> and he's like, you are. Like, because you just feel so, yeah. you can just feel so alone. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. It and is. And a whole other, another podcast would be like just practicing solitude. <laughs> and yeah, we're making a list. <laughs> right? I mean, practicing <laughs> yeah. solitude. Like that's yes. really important. It's, yeah. Like totally. spiritual discipline that yeah. we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. I'm actually yes. next week. This is, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Um, I, me and uh, my friend Meredith are doing a silent retreat, the two of us, oh, for that is one full day and a night where we're not going to talk to each other, oh but we're going to like be in the same house. I know. <laughs> I, we, I had a friend at Sagemont. Um, she was a little younger than me, but we both love to paint. I haven't painted in years. But yeah. we used to literally get together and paint at my apartment, and we did not say a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a quiet person, so it helped. <laughs> and so, but we like did Lindsay. not say a word. Yes, <laughs> I can do this, ladies. I yes. promise. She did. She's a true artist, so she doesn't really want to talk if she, if yeah. she's, you yeah. know. But we, that was. I haven't. I don't know the last time I've ever done that. Like, well, and I think that's a great point because. Mm-hmm. Friendship can be in solitude and silence. You know, I mean, friendship mm-hmm. looks like all different things. That is it just does. you guys moving forward in your in your walk with Jesus together, yeah. which is beautiful. You know, yeah. you are talking to Jesus in the presence of each other, and yeah. that is going to be an yeah. amazing thing. I want to hear yeah. about this. Okay, like, will y'all not say I'll anything? Yeah. Well, we're going to greet each other in the morning. It's at it's at Ryan's parents' um, place in Brenham. Yeah, which I want to go by the way. So it's like a so it's <laughs> yeah. I know we're so blessed by this opportunity, yeah. but. So there's a lot of space to spread out. Um, so we won't be like, you know, so she might be on the patio. I might be outside. You know, yeah. we're just going to pray, walk, nap. Um, I don't think you journal. can do it. I'm challenging oh, you. I can do it. I do not think y'all can do this. 
<laughs> Meredith, do you hear that? <laughs> She's challenging us. And I'm, I don't have to talk, but I'm like, I don't know if I can do oh, that. I can, girls. <laughs> All right, so yeah. we have like three more podcasts planned. It's okay. going to be really good. <laughs> yes. Yes. So y'all be back Get ready. Soon. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much, yeah, really. This was, this was fun, and it was a good gift. Thank you for your wisdom and your honesty. And, you know, I hope that this is helpful for people and that they will trust in God in these moments and seek people out because it's worth it. But thanks for being here. Thanks for leading us well. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today. Mm